Hi, I'm Sarah. Welcome, welcome. I'm really happy to have you here. And so this episode is going to be about detaching and letting go. <sighs> Which are very big themes, I guess, for everyone. Um, specifically for me. Well, not specific. I mean, yeah, just for everyone. But for me, they've been like super big. Um, because the opposite of detachment is attachment. And, and I feel like I've been attached to a lot, um, whether it be people, outcomes, things, situations, ways of thinking, like everything. It's like everything is uh, very solid and I feel like I have no flexibility in like the way I receive things in my life. I kind of just imagine things happening in one way or yeah, I mean, I'm not going to get in detail about like what attachments, like if I have examples, I'm going to share it. But yeah, I just feel like I was really rigid for like the longest time in my life. And um, detachment has not come easy. Letting go has not come easy. <clears throat> and the thing is that since I um, had my awakening and I've been like, you know, encountering videos and articles and books about letting go and detaching, I feel like it didn't click in my head what it meant until like very recently in the last weeks, literally. Um, and I feel like I understood a little, little bit more about what it actually means. So I'm just gonna get down and dirty with the paper. Well, not with, I mean, whatever. Let's get into it. <laughs> so I wrote, thinking familiar but shitty thoughts. Like, I think that's an example. Imagine that you're thinking familiar but shitty thoughts. And then you step back, like you observe. You're like, okay, well, that's a shitty thought, but it's a thought. And just the fact that you stepped out of it. So here's the thing. For me, one of the attachments was to ways of thinking and patterns of thought. And I became addicted to it. I became addicted to worrying, to fantasizing, um, to like worst case scenarios in my head. And I would just entertain like the shittiest thoughts and I wouldn't be aware of how shitty they make me feel. And I just couldn't detach. Like maybe I could detach for a little bit and then they come back or I would have to like escape them. Um, so it was, it kind of turned into like a vicious addiction slash escapism cycle for me, uh, just in regards to thoughts. Um, and lately I have embarked on, well, not lately, it's been a while that I've been meditating like twice a day. Um, and I took my meditation to the next level, well, at least for me, that's the next level for me, um, wherein I would be observing my thoughts 
but I kind of developed this technique that helps me a lot with just uh, kind of being in this void space and emptying my mind and it the more I practice the easier it gets and so now it becomes easier and easier to uh, like identify a shit thought but it's so fast now because I practiced like I I get a thought and then I detach from it immediately but what what's interesting that I want to share is that when I detach from it the act of detaching because it has been something that I've been doing for so long like the thought pattern when I detach it's so uncomfortable it's so uncomfortable just allow me to do that because I feel like it looks nicer okay <laughs> it's so uncomfortable to detach and it's it's kind of like this very how did I say it it's like um, stepping into a dark cold and unknown territory you've been walking on a familiar land a familiar path which is like thinking those thoughts um, or doing that behavior or whatever that's familiar and then that familiar um, ground on which you've been walking on has been pulled from under you and that's basically me detaching from the thought like it's so uncomfortable like no i want to continue thinking it no matter how shitty it feels and the the fact that you're detaching you just kind of gotta build and practice that trust that the place where you're detaching that void space the space where there is no thought there is just nothing and where there's everything you know where you're you're basically one with everything the that vibrational state of enlightenment and detachment you just gotta trust that this is kind of the better place than that shit space that you were in um and that's basically like retraining your mind to more peace just peace peace of mind right but that territory in which i'm stepping in when i'm detaching from my thoughts is feeling cold and uncomfortable just because i've never been in that place and warmed it and it's only dark because i've never shed light into it so it's like this new space where it's like oh my god what is this space um it's so dark but it's because i've been in a place that has that had been lit for so long because i've been in it for the longest time and warmed it with my ass for the longest time and now I get to shed light and warm a new space. So that, that was kind of the metaphor that came to my mind. And I just had to write it down. And I'm kind of hoping it makes sense. Um, because that's how detaching feels like when I started um, training myself to detach. It, it was really uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, Man, I 
I just remember those moments like it was yesterday. I was living on my own and I would get caught up in a thought process and it would lead me like all over the place and I would just allow myself to get soaked up, just get sucked in by this thought and I can I can see myself like I would just go like that spaced out like just complete spaciness spaciness whatever and yeah it's like you got sucked into the vacuum of space and you're like just being um swayed by your thoughts and your emotions and you're not in control and you're just like ah ha 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 um, and it would last for minutes until I would catch myself like, whoa, okay, okay, I'm here. Like, it it felt so ungrounding. So ungrounding. So, it's kind of like detaching is grounding yourself because... Um, when I would clear my mind, it became easier for me to ground in my body. So the two meditations that I love doing the most is clearing my mind, that's one. And the other one is to um, ground in my body. So like one of the meditations that I love is blessings of the energy centers that Joe Dispenza did. Um, it's like you ground in each chakra and then you send love and you just kind of immerse this chakra with a high vibration, high vibrational emotion. And so what it does is like, not only are you grounding in that space and getting comfortable with feeling that space, um, but you're also like raising its vibration. So it kind of, um, increases the speed of your healing in a way because you know no low vibration can live that f that long with high vibration so all your shit can come up faster but at least that's how it worked for me so if you want to try you should try um yeah and so those are the two meditations that i did and i feel like the faster i learned how to detach from thoughts and I, I'm talking about detachment of anything, like, it doesn't only stop on thoughts. I just use that metaphor and I'm allowing myself to drift because I feel like that's also helpful. Um, there might be something in there for someone. Um, so the faster I would um, become peaceful in my mind, the faster I would sink into my body and it just became some sort of normal osmosis that when I would empty my brain, I automatically would sink in my body, which is amazing. It means the world to me. It really does. Um, I cannot tell you how much of an anxious person I was. And just like the more I cleared, the more I realized how anxious I actually was, the deeper the anxiety that I uncover. I'm like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> How closed off was I from my emotions? 
you know, out of survival, of course, we all, this is all a coping mechanism for everyone. And I'm with you. It sucks. It sucks when you're anxious. It sucks when you're not in your body. It sucks when your mind is all over the place and you have no tools to bring yourself back other than escaping from your reality. I was there for very long. I smoked weed for like 10 years every day. Um, yeah. Tried quitting here and there, didn't work out until I like looked within. Literally, coping mechanism, it was all emotions. And next, I wrote, detaching is like grieving the outcome as though you'll never have it. So that one kind of hits the gut because I feel like you'd be telling me, what do you mean letting go of the outcome as though I'll never have it when you've been trying to manifest something in your life and you really want it and now somebody is telling you you need to grieve it oops <laughs> you need to let it go imagine as though you'll never have it um so i don't know if i like expressed it the right way i know that you're smart enough to get it um, and I know the right thing will sink in. So right now I'm kind of trying to express it after having written it down, after having thought of it. So it's like all kind of um, skewed, right? Um, but what I mean is I had to learn that detaching from something and letting go, like especially when you're um, manifesting something, and I'm going to use an example, actually. It's kind of a really personal one, but I feel like it will help you. Um, wow. This is really vulnerable. I've been on a road of healing my hair loss, okay? And it's been years since like 2014 or 13, um, where... I had contracted what feels like an autoimmune um, thing. We like I'm being I'm still being diagnosed and we don't know what it is exactly. But um, so I've been on that journey of like reconnecting with who I am and accepting myself unconditionally, which ties into my self-image, which ties into like a lot of symptoms in my body that had manifested consequently to that. Um, but basically the main symptom that like triggered, <laughs> that triggered um, the awakening for me is like my hair started falling. And for years, I did not accept that. Um, I, I couldn't, it was really hard. It was, it's horrible, I mean. If you're in that, you know how hard it is because it's it's who you are, right? Look at the metaphor, it's who you are. And anyways, so what I learned extremely recently is that 
I need to grieve the hair because I was so attached to it coming back that I couldn't accept that I was losing it. I couldn't accept that it was going away and I couldn't accept that there could be a chance that I would never gain it back. And the thing is that anything in your body can heal completely 100%, right? Unless it's too late. Um, everything can heal 100% and it's all in your mind. But the more you attach yourself, right? Because we're talking about detachment and letting go. The more you're attached to it coming to you, to you healing, to you getting that raise, the more you're attached to the car that you want, the more you're attached to the relationship, that ideal relationship that you want, the more... Um, the more you're in this conditional state of receivership where you're like, I will only feel whole once I get all my hair back or I will only, oh, that's a dot on the screen. I will only feel rich when I get that raise. You're basically telling the universe that you're not all right where you are. So now here's the thing, right? A lot of people are going to tell you that you should be okay where you are and you should be happy and you should uh, basically let go of the outcome and be happy where you are so that you attract what you want. Okay, well, that's great. How? I hate it. I hate being in this place. I hate not... Um, seeing any growth when all I want is all of my hair back. I hate um, being in this situation, for example, where, um, you know, I'm not, like, I don't have the car that I want and my car is shitty. But the thing is that there's a vibration that's keeping you and me where we are because there's a lesson, right? There's, like, there's something that we need to be doing to get to the vibration that will attract the healing, that will attract the car effortlessly. And so to get to that vibration, I'm going to get back to what I wrote. We need to accept that it might never come. So to be in the now completely. So what do I mean by that? Um, the, so when I fully grieve my hair, because you know like those five steps of grieving or 12 steps or um, five steps towards acceptance, 12, I don't know how many, everyone has like a different system. Um, it ultimately leads to acceptance. Ultimately, it will lead to self-acceptance. And self-acceptance vibrates at the vibration of wholeness and feeling worthy, whole, complete, just, yeah, okay? It's this vibe that you don't need anything to be complete. You are who you are. 
And you are loved. So, so loved. You don't need to do anything. You don't need to be anyone to be loved. Just, just, you are glorious. And you are so much more than you lead yourself to be, than you think yourself to be. I guess that's a message for someone. It sure is a message for me right now. You don't need to do anything for me to love you. Entirely. Like, I see you. I see you. I see through you. I... I see you, okay? And that's the love we all should have had. Shoulda, woulda, coulda, we didn't have it, okay? Um, because there was a lesson. And we needed to learn how whole and worthy we really are by ourselves. And perhaps we had some things to work out in this life. So, grieving what you want so dearly is is kind of like saying you know what fine go I love you go go be where you want to be go buy your family houses <laughs> um, I'm okay where I am I'm, I'm here and that thing will come to you so fast if it's aligned for you of course like you know what i'm saying like i can't i can't attract a million dollar mansion because it's gonna say something about me and my status or maybe i could but you know eventually it's not the right vibration to be in like it should come from the heart um so where was i going with that once you let go of it, I'm going to read. If it's in alignment with your highest good, you'll attract it. People say just let go when manifesting, but you can't let go of the outcome if you have emotional attachment to it or a wound. So that's why for me, what I learned is detaching and letting go and all of that, it goes hand in hand with shadow work. Okay, it's not like you just let it go like, I mean, trust me, some things are easy to let go. Some things, I'll give you that much, it's easy to let go and just trust if you're, if you trust easily. Trust didn't come to me very easily, okay? So I, I needed to learn even that. <laughs> like, oh, trust? Yeah, okay. Let me go look it up. Look up the meaning. <laughs> so this doesn't go without grief and shadow work. Like we said, it's like accepting that your life is ending. Okay, I think that's like another example. And that one day you'll say goodbye to earthly things. There will be grief first and acceptance next. So that part of me wants to say it went dark really fast, but um, it's very true because I was faced, I faced my own mortality like super recently I don't know how it came to me but I just realized like yo yo we're gonna die one day <laughs> that's something you want to lead with at a party hey <laughs> how's it going man did you know we we're gonna die one day shit bring out the booze um 
and I, I guess I realized that and then it made me think how much I was not living because I was afraid of dying and I didn't want to die. Um, there's actually a really good um, Miyazaki movie, um, Studio Ghibli, um, that relates to that topic. If you want to watch it, it's called Tales of Earth Sea. So profound, we really so profound. Which is basically about how your fear of death or fear of anything can make you not embody the light side of that thing. So the, let's say the light side of death is life, okay? Not that death is dark, but it's like a, it's the end of a beginning, okay? Whatever, maybe I'm not saying it right. What I am saying is being afraid of dying all my life, I didn't live at all. I didn't. <sighs> I'm still in the process of that healing because it's a big one. I mean, fear of death. Everyone in my family and surroundings when I grew up was afraid of death. So fucking afraid of. Oh, my God, you couldn't even you couldn't even say the word death without them being like they would say things in Arabic like um astaghfirullah or bid shar and like oh my God, oh, like death is evil oh, death. <laughs> when you have you have societies and and um how do you call that just cultures that celebrate death because they fucking understood that it's just a transition and that your time on earth is borrowed. Like your body is borrowed. You're on borrowed time. You're on borrowed grounds. Yeah, your house, not earth is not borrowed. You're you're borrowing your place on earth. Like you're you're gonna die and then your body will just go back to earth, right? That's what the Bible means by to dust you shall come back. Or however they say it. You are made of dust and to dust you shall return. It's basically it. Um, your body. You are not only your body. I mean... You, you need an ego, you need an identity on earth. But your ultimate identity, the crown chakra identity, is that you are, you are a part of God. Okay, you are what makes up God. So... That's why detaching is really hard because it's like, eventually at some point, um, you kind of realize that, oh shit, I'm a divine being and I have everything that I need. And it's as strengthening to your crown as it is to your root because it grounds you even more into this existence, grounds you in a way where you're grateful for your borrowed time where you're grateful for what you have so grateful that you just start embodying your highest expression and highest self and you start manifesting so easily because you understood that it's not about the material things and you understood that it's not about having this car or having that luscious head of hair it's about who i am ultimately and how i feel and what i give and what i receive in the flow. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Just kind of flowed. Um, so it's such a big lesson. 
And for me, it's probably going to last a couple of years or the rest of my life. Um, but I just wanted to share what I learned about it because it's fucking big. And <laughs> I feel like there's a lot in this video. Um, and I want to finish with that. Letting go is not not caring about someone or something. It's breaking the underlying attachment to it. Um, so the attachment that says that you depend on it for XYZ reasons. Um, that basically, it's like, it's like someone saying to their lover, I am nothing without you, baby. My life would be shit without you. Like that's a load on my back. Get off my back. I don't want you to depend on me this way. Nor do I want me to depend on you in this way. Um, so it's interesting because you can you can kind of see from just what I said how like in relationships we have a lot of attachment to the person um, because we just we feel like they they are that ultimate source of providence and everything because because we just had a wound in childhood where one of our needs or multiple of our needs were not met and so naturally we want that need to be met and so we just keep seeking that need to be met um because nobody taught us that this need can be met so naturally and so effortlessly and you are worthy of having that need met um anyways the attachment that says that you're not whole without it no, you're not whole without that person in your life, or you're not whole without all of your hair, or you're not whole um, without that tattoo on your arm, or without that uh, recent uh, iPhone, or whatever. Once it's mended, and you feel whole again in this specific aspect of yourself, you have truly let go and stepped into co-creation with the universe because you freed up so much gunk, guck, gunk, junk in the trunk. Um, you have freed up so much shit that now you have all this energy to create what you want and to create it from the heart. So you stepped into co-creation and interdependence rather than force and codependence codependency so depending on others so now you interdepend on others you understood that we do need each other but i'm good i'm good within myself i feel whole i don't need you to feel a whole i feel whole <sighs> turn that one into a meme Anyway, so yeah, basically it's a process, it's a practice. I practiced that, been practicing that. I felt like telling you, cause man, ugh, it's been a big one for me. It's really big. Um, let's see how you start to flow from there. See how peace can be felt with so much more ease Easy peasy. Um, <laughs> see how much more happy you feel. 
I know I've been. It's just like my mind can't even understand what's happening. Like, what? I had to go through this bull fucking shit and now I feel like this. What? <laughs> I can't comprehend. Like, it doesn't make sense, but somehow it's been happening. So I can tell you, if you have one thing to take from this video, is that if shadow work squeezes the shit out of you, you're gonna feel okay. That's, that's all I can say. So I hope you got something and I hope that your brew is kind of still warm. Mine is still kind of warm. Room temperature. If that was water, I would give it back to the waiter. Okay. On that note, thank you so much for being here with me. I really appreciated you being around and I'll see you in the next one. So much of the love for you. Take care.